Welcome to Women on the Line, one of Community Radio's National Feminist Current Affairs programs, produced by women and gender diverse broadcasters at 3CR Community Radio in Melbourne, on unceded Kulin lands, and broadcasted nationally on the Community Radio Network. I'm your host, Senya. On today's show, we chat with Melody, a member from Fired Up Stilettos based in Aotearoa. Fired Up Stilettos is a group of strippers fighting for improved industry standards and independent contractor protections nationwide. Earlier this year, Melody, alongside 18 other strippers, were fired from Calendar Girl Strip Club in Wellington after petitioning management for better labour rights. Let's hear how the campaign is going from Melody. Kia ora, thank you for having me. Uh, my name's Melody. I am from Te Tara, Wellington in New Zealand. And I was a stripper for three years at um, Calendar Girls Wellington. I started while I was studying, loved it, kept doing it um, after I finished. And in January of this year, after we'd had a few issues with changes being made in the club, particularly made to our the percentage that we got out of the money that we earn, um, we lodged a collective letter asking for um, a return to our old pay cut of 60% to the dancer, 40% to the club, rather than the mess that they had made it, which was you know around 50-50, but sometimes as low as 42% that we would get. And out of the 35 dancers that signed that letter, 19 of us were very swiftly fired within 24 hours via a charming Facebook post in the Wellington Calendar Girls Facebook group, basically instructing us to come and get our stuff. And so they did a really good job of basically choosing their stroppiest, most kind of legally literate strippers. Obviously, they saw us as a threat but they've just put us all in the same place and given us a kind of common uh, common enemy. So we very quickly formed our collective. And ever since then, it's been growing. We've been getting more and more media attention. More and more people have joined. Um, the, the issues we were originally dealing with were calendar girls specific, but it became very clear very quickly that this is an industry-wide issue and there's almost no strip club in the country that isn't facing the issues and the issues spread further than just strip clubs full service sex workers massage workers etc are also experiencing terrible working conditions wage theft bullying the whole gamut of shitty management practice so yeah that's that's where we are now Thank you so much for yeah giving us a bit of the context there and we'll dive deeper into it. Um, cool. So what's particularly interesting for me is that Aotearoa has fully decriminalised sex work um, under the New Zealand Prostitution Reform Act in 2003. So that's 20 years ago now. Yeah, I would love to hear like what is your take on it in terms of like how has the industry shifted for strippers and other sex workers under decrim? Um, yeah, let's start there. I can't speak wholly to full service because I have never done it, but decrim meant that it became legal to operate brothels and it gave sex workers a whole lot of um, opportunity to 
you know, if, if customers were paying or if they were assaulted or had any other issues with clients, they were able to contact the police or other authorities um, and without fear of being prosecuted for engaging in sex work. Um, and it meant that they could bring in mandates like the use of condoms and dental dams and showers and those sorts of um, protocols. So that's awesome. And New Zealand has an amazing model for that. In terms of strip clubs, I don't know how much that necessarily changed our conditions. Stripping was legal prior to 2003. Um, I guess maybe it impacted the way that there are certain clubs that operate both full service and stripping, um, the sort of upstairs, downstairs situation. But I don't, yeah, I'm not sure exactly how much decrim has impacted stripping specifically. Mm, yeah, I thought that, um, you know, all the lobbying I've seen for decrim here in uh, Victoria, which we have now, we've had now for like two years, um, I always thought it was about better working conditions for um, workers across all the industry. So, yeah, yeah, that's why I was particularly curious, like, um, hearing that there's such shitty management. And obviously there's decrim can't um, fix all those management issues. But, yeah, I was quite surprised that, that what you're experiencing now or what you'd experienced at Calendar Girls could happen under decrim. Yeah. Well, stripping isn't covered under the PRA. So the, okay. the Prostitution Reform Act only covers full service right. and okay. we are considered an entertainment or a, um, a performance rather than a sex service. I see, I see. Okay, so that's where it's different. Um, yeah. So I guess in terms of the challenges that you've been facing, could you tell us a little bit more about, yeah, what kind of management issues specifically you were facing at, at Calendar Girls? The big one was or in my mind, the big one was the intimidation and bullying that we were experiencing from management. We were made to feel completely powerless, made to feel like we, you know, we were relying on the club for our livelihoods and we were made to feel that our employment was always precarious. Um, the amount of time I'm not a crier but the amount of times that I have been completely reduced to tears by my manager just being dressed down bullied made to feel so small her moods were totally um unpredictable and unworkable as soon as our manager was in a bad mood there was no reasoning with her there was no you know asking to go home early because you were unwell or injured or had Fano or family issues going on. There were times when I would go and ask if I could collect my pay from the previous week and I would get snapped at and told Melody, now's not the time. Um, being, you know, being too scared to ask to have the toilet paper and the dancers changing rooms um, changed because we'd run out. There were also issues I can't personally speak to them but there have been issues with racism and fat phobia within the club. I've been told stories of girls being told that they have to go and put tights on because their thighs look too fat. Girls being told, um, God, I don't, I don't know specific instances, but I know of very kind of racist remarks and microaggressions being made against dancers of color. Um, and it's just this kind of constant chipping away at our, 
um, self-belief and our comfort and being reminded that we are disposable. There were remarks made by our manager about the fact that WorkSafe, who are the kind of governing body for workplace safety, as the name would suggest, couldn't do anything about the conditions that we were working under um, and that we were basically powerless. Well, it's, I mean, from all the media that I've seen come from your Twitter as well as, um, you know, the recent media attention you've had, I definitely don't get that feeling of powerlessness um, <laughs> in what's coming across. And and um, I'm so sorry to hear that you had to, you and other workers have experienced um, that kind of discrimination against in at your workplace. But what is really special to see is that you've all kind of come together in this way to protest for your rights. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about like what that process has been coming together with um, the other strippers who've, who are part of Fired Up Stilettos? It started off with us just all meeting for coffee and then speaking to a lawyer about what our rights were at the very kind of beginning of the process. We were sort of asking, hey, has what they've done, is what they've done legal? Um, what can we do about it? And then we kind of went over for coffee and snacks at another dancer's house and then started just spitballing ideas about, hey, maybe we could talk to this journalist. Maybe we should start a Twitter, start an Instagram. Let's make silly memes about the about the situation. And then it just grew and grew and grew. And suddenly we've had members of parliament on board. We've had journalists. We've had Dame Catherine Healy from the New Zealand Prostitutes Collective on board with us and other dancers and other sex workers from establishments other than Calendar Girls coming and, and helping us, providing their expertise, um, giving us their time. It's been amazing it just keeps growing and it's a, it's been this amazing snowball effect where every little bit of progress we make builds so quickly so we had one kind of small protest is a word I would use loosely we kind of basically just staged a party um across the road in a park from the club that we worked at we put up a poll we had music and suddenly there were all of these people coming and joining us and we didn't advertise it or anything until about an hour beforehand and then we did it again a couple of weeks later with a bit more um, promotion. And that was really well received. The mayor showed up, um, a couple of councillors and MP showed up. And now we've got a protest um, planned for this coming Sunday, the 16th, um, up at Parliament. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh.
On community radio around Australia, you are listening to Women on the Line. You are listening to our conversation with Melody, a member of Fired Up Stilettos based in Aotearoa. We hear about their campaign for stripper workers' rights. Let's continue to hear from Melody. You know, I really I love the memes and love the Twitter, <laughs> love the Instagram. You've got it all going and it really is it's very effective. So you recently had TV New Zealand cover the issues you're facing in like a half an hour segment. Um, yes. And you also have a petition going for strippers' rights going to the House of Representatives, which is awesome. How has yeah. the response been thus far to your campaign? I've been so thrilled with it. I was not expecting the support to be as far reaching as it has been. And I'm really surprised by how respectful various journalists and other people kind of engaging with us have been of the work that we do. I was expecting worse and I was expecting it to be a much more partisan issue. Um, So I have been really impressed that people who aren't kind of within our own echo chamber are getting on board. I was almost imagining it to be a kind of quite sort of Te Whanganui Atado Wellington, Tanaki Makoto Auckland, kind of leftist young bubble specific issue, but it has reached so much further than that. And that is emboldening and heartening and incredible. And occasionally I'll look at like Facebook comments on TVNZ's post of their documentary and it can get a little bit demoralizing and frustrating. And then you remember that Facebook comment sections are never going to be uplifting places to be. (laughs) And so aside from that, I've just, I've been so thrilled by how much the public just believe that workers should be safe at work and should receive the money that they are earning. Um, and that most of it shouldn't be going to the club that they're working for, Um, which is great because that seems like a no-brainer to me, but I wasn't expecting it to seem like such a no-brainer to everyone else considering the stigma that we face in our industry. Mm. Um, So I'm aware that you're protesting in regards to the management and working conditions at Calendar Girls. Has your campaign opened up the conversation to strippers at other clubs? Yeah, big time. So we have... um, we have lots of contact with people who are former dancers at or workers at other establishments across the country. We have people in Otipoti um, Dunedin, Otatahi Christchurch, Tanaki Makoto Auckland, um, all getting on board. Um, we have people. Um, we have people who are working in clubs currently whose management have even you know spoken out in support of us there's one club in Palmerston North Golden Dragon Girls um their manager has and as seen in the tvnz documentary she came out and said hey this is you know we support the rights of workers to collectively bargain and be safe at work and all of that so it has been beautiful seeing the amount of solidarity that has come from this in an industry that is known for making its workers feel marginalised. Yeah, I, I did see her appearance there and she mentioned that she was a former dancer as well. So I think that yeah. also makes a yeah. big difference. Like her Definitely understanding. helps. Mm, mm. Um, so, yeah, I would just love to hear a bit more about like what are your demands? What would you like to see changed um, in the industry? 
So the primary demands in our parliament petition, which are also echoed in the protests we have coming up this week, is that we have the right to collective bargaining so that we can't be fired for doing what we did, essentially say, all signing a letter and saying, hey, we would prefer this. Um, so giving us the kind of safety to look at our contracts and say to management, we don't like this. Um, outlaw fines and bonds. These are really, really predatory, manipulative practices that, you know, when you're when you're charging girls eight hundred to a grand and a bond when they start dancing, you are basically forcing them to come back to work because you they are in debt to you and they want to kind of earn back that money. And then fines, which often come out of those bonds, means that you will often leave work owing money to the club. They're really shitty practices. They find for various clubs have different fining protocols. Um, some clubs will fine for things like unkempt appearance, whatever that means. Rude, uh, rudeness to customers, whatever that means. Spending too long in the dressing room, whatever that means. So we really want to outlaw those. And we want to mandate a 20% maximum of our earnings that can be taken by the club. So when we go for a booking with a customer and they pay, say, $300, we don't want the club to be able to take more than $60 of that $300. Yeah, those are great, great demands. Um, and is aside from, I guess, the management itself, are there other things that you would like to see change in the industry or even like perceptions of um, dancers at strip clubs? We would love to see our work respected as real work. That is a constant uphill battle. The the view that we sit around, look pretty, giggle, and walk out with thousands of dollars. Um, I would love for people to just understand that what we're doing is work. It's hard. It's emotionally and physically taxing. And that we're people and we deserve to be safe at work and to be respected in our work. Um, and that, you know, across the board, not just strippers, um, all sex workers, I think, deserve that kind of respect and safety. Definitely. I mean, like, firstly, like, destigmatizing sex workers is a huge thing, like, across the industry. And um, yeah, that's something that is really important for me as well to kind of change that narrative like in the yeah. broader community um and that i also like talking about consent within um working environments yeah. as well is a huge yeah. thing like even when um clients come in i imagine like from what i was understanding from the tv nz like clients will push boundaries right um yeah but it's like you have to really negotiate consent and yeah you're building up all these skills to kind of to do that as well um, and you it's yeah. so important to have management on board with that absolutely having management acknowledge and enforce the fact that even though we're a strip club even though touching is part of the services that we offer that doesn't mean that you can just go straight in and do whatever you want to a dancer's body even little things that people think are fine in a strip club because it's a strip club like you know groping a dancer as she walks past you and it's like oh but she's a stripper that should be you know part of the part of the service no um so understanding that consent applies 
in a strip club just like it should absolutely everywhere yep definitely thank you um, and again not just strip clubs. yes yes everywhere every everywhere, everywhere. Place, outside of the workplace everywhere yes yeah. So, yeah um and lastly I would just love to hear about the protest coming up can you tell us more about that it's gonna be really good we've, <laughs> we're heading to parliament at 1 30 p.m on sunday and we're gonna have music and a poll and speeches and I don't know if it's a hundred percent confirmed but there is talk of a brass band which is amazing <laughs> amazing yes I'm really excited to get on a on a poll to the to a brass band um outside parliament um if someone had told me that that was where I was going to be at age 25 I don't know if I would have believed them but I'm I'm happy about it um, <laughs> And we just, we really want to, you know, obviously the, the situation sucks and there are a lot of problems, but we really want to express hope. We want to express to people that we have power to change things and we have so much faith in ourselves and faith in our fellow workers and we want to communicate to the public that this is only the beginning and we want to see this kind of create ripples outside of our industry. We want contractors in all industries to be able to, you know, be safe at work, respected, earn, you know, keep the money that they earn, et cetera. And just generally celebrate strippers and sex workers. Just say, hey, what we do is awesome. There's obviously a huge market for what we do. We're, you know, talented interesting intelligent engaged people and we want to bring attention to the fact that we're amazing we're great strippers are awesome sex workers are great <laughs> <laughs> Wine pan the body and I sit down pan the beat. Pum pum so tight so my man now fit cheat. Phone take a picture yeah that you fit tweet. Tell them girl them wine yeah them cave come. Yeah pull it and I catch it pan the beat me just a drop it. Hold me turkey it and I slap it pan the gong like me a map it. Hold me stuck it and I pop it and I wine it and I lap it. Take a picture you fit slap it face book it but crap it. Yes I saw me like it. Bring your body come here make me ride it. Ride it like a bike. Me a boss a whiner, four legs together to a we a combine. Tear out me grind, bend me back, broke me spine. Can no girl can do them a whine when me design. You know what me pum pum, pon the body me a whine and a boom 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 boom. Pago boom boom, at me back he does a jump and a boom 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 boom. Whine pon the body and a sit down pon the beat. Pum pum so tight, so my man now fit cheat. Phone take a picture, yeah, that you fit tweet. Tell them, girl, them wine, yeah, them cave. Look, yeah, pull it and I catch it on the beat. Me does a drop it. Hold me twerk it and I slap it on the gong like me a mop it. Hold me stuck it and I pop it and I wine it and I lap it. Take a picture, you fit slap it. Facebook it, but crap it. Yes, I saw me like it. Bring your body, come.
And that's all for Women on the Line today. We spoke with Melody from Fired Up Stilettos based in Aotearoa. Fired Up Stilettos is a group of strippers fighting for improved industry standards and independent contractor protections nationwide. Currently, the group are campaigning for better labour conditions after 19 strippers were fired from Calendar Girls in Wellington. You can support their campaign by signing their petition via their website, firedupstilettos.com. Thanks to the Community Broadcasting Foundation for their financial support. The theme music for Women on the Line is by Ripley Kavara, and the songs featured on today's episode were Dewey by Komang and So Me Like It by Spice. I'm Senya, and tune in to Women on the Line next week on your local community radio station. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.